Hello, and welcome to All Fighters Follow Me, a Star Wars Armada podcast, as well as a proud member of the Armchair Adventures podcast series. I'm Moff Ted. And I'm Senator Faith. And it's time to see what just dropped from hyperspace. Dun-da-da-dun! It is the Super Star Destroyer. Finally! It's the big one. And we finally have our Super Star Destroyer with us now. We got it, what was it, Wednesday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Thursday night, and we've just been playing and fawning over it, and... Okay, this thing is ridiculous. I think it might have more pictures than our wedding did. Yeah. (laughs) Not on the Instagram, though, because it's just so hard to get it in a good shot, though, because it's just too big. Ah. So this thing, it is been kind of on... It's been on a year waiting for this thing to finally be released, and now it is here. This thing is... Like, it's got a base that's about two and a half large bases long. And then it just spills over that. And it's come with a whole lot of cool new cards and some really cool art on the little base ship cards. It's just... Yeah, I can't decide which of the Star Destroyer... um or the Star Dreadnought, or the cards for them. I actually like the Art Moron. I'm, I'm kind of partial to the Executor, too, but they all have some really good shots on them. Also, the the titles, the four titles that it comes with, are are great as well. I think we'll we'll roll through a little quick. A lot of, all of this, the cards that came with the Super Star Destroyer have been out in the wild for a few months now. So... Um, if you're listening to this for the first time, we can make sure you get some brisk ideas of what they do, or if this is your first time seeing what those do. Um, it comes with two commanders. It comes with Emperor Palpatine, uh, who says, each round, you ch- choose and discard a defense token on his card, and he can have all of the different defense tokens, but only one of each. And when you've discarded that defense token... If you attack an enemy ship and it spends that dispense token, it has to discard it during that attack. And that is for Emperor Palpatine as your fleet admiral. They also have the officer Pal- Emperor Palpatine, where when an enemy ship or unique squadron declares you as the target of an attack, it must spend one of its defense tokens if able. Yeah, that gets really, really solid against aces. Um, smaller ships that have fewer defense tokens can really suffer from that. Mm-hmm. So apparently Emperor Palpatine's whole thing is no defense tokens for you. Yeah, he's more defense token hate for the Empire, which we have a lot of already, but this is a different variety of it. He's kind of... The commander version is like having intel officer on your whole fleet, mm-hmm. which is pretty solid. Uh, we also have Admiral Piet, uh, the erstwhile commander of the Executor. So when a friendly ship spends only a command token resolve a command you may exhaust this card if you do that ship resolves that command as if it spent a dial of the same type instead so piet once per turn lets one of your ships turn a token into a dial he's a little bit like pocket thrawn i think he's really good on the superstar destroyer and any 
if you have a, a really focused like single ISD build, maybe I don't know that he really pans out well into multi fleet ship ship fleets ship. What am I saying? Ship fleets. Thank you. <laughs> All right, but I think it's okay for also commanders to be only good in one or two different archetypes, and I think he's got that. We also have Director Krennic, um, who I don't believe actually in the lore survived for the the launch of the first Superstar Destroyer, the Executor class Dreadnoughts. No, he he kind of got atomized by a engaged. space laser. <laughs> um, but his ability allows you, when you're attacking from medium or long range, when you spend uh, command effects, it gives you additional rerolls. So on, on a stand, on a Concentrate fire command. You can reroll all your dice, any number of red dice. When you spend a token, you can reroll up to two red dice, and you can stack that. So you can have a concentrate fire dial, a concentrate fire token. He lets you reroll any number of your red dice with the the card effect. You get to add your red dice. You get to reroll a dice with your token, and you get to roll reroll two more dice from his effect with the token. All of the dice. All of the red dice all the time. He really keeps your red dice uh, smooth on one attack. We have a fourth Darth Vader card. Uh, is now Officer Darth Vader, who force chokes people for their incompetence. He's, <laughs> he's a little bit, again, you may discard officers or commanders besides Darth Vader on other ships, or on the ship he's on if there's multiple officers like the, the Super Star Destroyer. There's nothing else without more than one officer besides that, so... I think he's kind of shows up on a like an Architens maybe or a Gazanti, um, but then he becomes displeased with someone when it attacks poorly and chokes them. He gets a reroll. What's kind of crazy is that it's a whole one point. He's very inexpensive. Super inexpensive, but I suppose I mean he does destroy your other cards. So yeah, Darth Vader started at I think his squadron is twenty one points. His commander jumped to thirty six. His boarding team dropped a three, and now he's kind of bottoming out at one. If they make any more Darth Vader upgrades or options, he's going to have to be zero points to follow this trend. Uh, then we have Officer Admiral Ozzel, who lets you move a little bit. Specifically, at the start of the first round, you may execute a speed one maneuver. He's two points and is used at the beginning of the game, so I bet he's excellent Darth Vader bait. Um, alongside Tua and... Nita. Now that I think of it, most Actually, of the commanders that get choked out by Vader and the characters that get killed by Vader in the series, in the sh movies, end up being quite good as uh, targets for your Darth Vader officer card. Oh yeah, Admiral Ozzel gets choked out. Yeah. In Empire Strikes Back. That's actually when that Piet becomes yeah. Admiral. So. That's how he gets his promotion. <laughs> uh, then we have Lyra Wessex, who lets you spend engineering tokens to flip face-up damage cards face-down without just using their effect. And then Commander Garant, who says, when defending against an at attack, the attacker cannot resolve critical effects, but he's discarded after you shoot something. So That's probably good for, like, a Gazanti. I was thinking a Quasar, maybe, but I feel like there's other officers I might put in there first. I haven't seen him in play, obviously, since we just unboxed him yesterday. But we'll see. Uh, as far as the titles, so there's four titles. Each of them gives your Super Star Destroyer a very different play experience. We have the Ravager that says your Concentrate Fire tokens can either reroll one attack die or add one die to your attack pool. 
if you add that die, that die must be a, of a color already in your attack pool. So Ravager lets you really focus down. Since the Super Star Destroyer, every time it turns a command dial, it gets a free token for that. So that means you can Ravager every Concentrate Fire command you turn over. It lets you add two dice to that attack. So then we got the Eclipse. When an enemy ship overlaps you, the enemy ship suffers a face-up damage card instead of a face-down damage card. Take that, girl's honor. Yeah. <laughs> Which thematically definitely works for this ship. It's That's going to hurt to run into. It's so big. It's so big. And then you have the executor. You can be assigned any number of command tokens of any types instead of a number command tokens equal to your command value. So ex executor is just token hoarder. Token hoarder. Which... Honestly, with a Command 4 ship like this, that I ima imagine seeing that one getting a lot of play. Yeah. Well, especially with Piet and some of the other uh, officers and effects in the game. Uh, some of the Super Star Destroyers, like the Command Prototype Dreadnought, as well as both of the Executor Class uh, Dreadnoughts, get Fleet Command. So being able to bank a couple of tokens early in the game and then spend them for your fleet commands, like your intensify firepower, um, or maybe entrapment formation, would be very helpful for it. Definitely. Then the Annihilator, while attacking a squadron, you may reroll one attack die. So one thing with the, the Star Dreadnought is it gets three attacks every round. In its base form, that means it has to fire out of three different arcs, but if you take gunnery teams and it has the weapon slot and you honestly should be taking it. You can really be doing a lot of flak, and they have at minimum two flak, the dread, the executor class, the epic play versions of them have three. Um, you throw callus on there, you throw quad laser turrets on there maybe. And you can really blow down some uh, squadron balls, which is something that the Superstar Destroyer is potentially vulnerable to, so it's something you might want. Mm -hmm. I noticed that Annihilator actually, of the different SSD titles, it is the most expensive at eight points. It's almost as much as all the other three titles put together. Ravager's four, Eclipse's three, Executor's two, which is tiny for a command token ability that's not comms noise. Oh. Nets comes nets. Comes noise is a crit. <laughs> that is different. It, it has got some pretty good flak die, and being able to have that extra attack, I could see that really being surprisingly powerful. Right. Well, yeah, and then um, I focus more on the prototype versions. There's the Star Dreadnought Command Prototype and the Star Dreadnought Assault Prototype. They're both Command 4, Squadron 5. Oh, I actually wasn't looking at their squadrons too close because they're so expensive you can't fit many, but squadron 5 on the standards and squadron 6 on the bigs, that gives you a lot of punch if you're pushing some squadrons. Uh, uh, you're a 
expanded hangar bays away from being able to command seven squadrons a turn because you get that free token if you flip a squad dial. Mm -hmm. That's pretty nasty. That's, I mean, four bombers or six bombers do a lot of work. Seven, and, or maybe even if you're running Sloan. Um, 22 hull, two each of brace, redirect, contain. It can go speed one and speed two, and it cannot turn at all. I know I'm definitely looking at running Jerdrod with it. Uh, the main difference between the two is in their armaments and their upgrades. The command prototype gets two fleet commands uh, and one offensive retrofit, where the assault prototype gets two offensive retrofits and then uh, also two ion cannon and two turbo laser. So that makes you capable of throwing out some really crazy... Uh, Combinations. I know one thing I'm looking at is like quad battery turrets with heavy ion planet, heavy ion emplacements with leading shots, uh, with H9s or with XI7s to get those accuracy generations. It also has three officer slots, and there's all kinds of fun combos you can do with that. Um, I'm I'm just completely baffled at the idea of this thing turning at all. With yeah, <laughs> that thing will well, sideswipe everything. Well, you got to remember it instead of turning from the front base it actually turns from the rear base so Still that changes out. its maneuver profile if you deploy it and Jerdra if you deploy it at an angle and Jerdra turn one at speed one you will probably fly off the board and table yourself I was about to say that that sounds like a great opportunity to table yourself and whoops there it went yep and at 220 and 250 points uh, each that's a lot of points to be Putting in, so you're not going to have a lot of ships to save you from that. You really got to be careful with this flying off the board. Do you want to talk about the executor class? Yeah. So we got two executor classes, and these are mainly for sector fleet play. For the sector fleet yeah. play for the epic like 800 point fleet games because they literally yeah. cannot be played in a 400 point standard format game. Well, I mean, you could potentially do Executor you 1. absolutely cannot. But it's, it would be the only thing you had, and you would have oh, no upgrades, because it is actually 381 The points. cheapest commander is 20 points. So it is one point too expensive to be used in the standard play. Hmm. Can you play without a commander? No. Okay, so it's, you can't actually play with it. Or, okay, <laughs> you can play without a commander in my 200-point special format game, that's the next Sunday. <laughs> However, yeah, in a standard tournament game, like you could, ultimately when you're at home playing at your table, on your dining room table, or at your uh, local game store, you can play however you want. In standard play, if you go to a tournament, expect to be required to take a commander and on a non-flotilla ship. So, yeah, they, they very specifically said you can't have a 33-hull ship with nine dice, seven dice, and six dice out of its primary arcs. 33 hull. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah. Oh. And then you have the Executor 2 class Star Dreadnought. It's at 411 points. And that comes with Command 4, Squadron 6, and Engineering 5. Now we should probably talk about some of the firing arcs. They're really off big. Of these, off of this ship. They're absurd. Because <clears throat> you get a whole lot of dice out of the front. And then you have two side arcs on each side. Yep. Because you have and your, then, your side arc, and then it's called the auxiliary side, the auxiliary arcs. Mm -hmm. 
like right and left auxiliary. So that means if you took enhanced armaments, you wouldn't get extra dice in those back two arcs. You'd only get them in the front two. Or, or rapid reload or anything like that. And then there's a very wide rear arc. It's an Imperial ship. Imperial ships do their squats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the rear arc has three shields. The auxiliary and the side arcs have five. The front arc has six. This is an absolute monster of a ship, and I really want to take a day and make a like a special like 600-point or 800-point game, or maybe 600, where it's like your opponent has a fleet, and you just have your superstar destroyer, and go to town on one another. Yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun to play with, and we're going to have to test out all sorts of different builds with it, and different scenarios, and then... We'll come back on here and report our findings to you all. And hopefully a lot of you are also getting your Superstar Destroy out and getting that on the table. But now on to Holonet News, and we have an enormous pile of news. Oh, yeah. They just released the first pictures of the two new ships that are coming out later this year, the Starhawk and... The Onager. So we got one Rebel and one Imperial ship, and so far the pictures we're seeing, we're pretty excited, because again, we've got some fun new big ships. Yeah, from from what I'm able to look at, you know, we got the, the Starhawk is, I mean, it's got, in the cardboard picture we can see from the preview article it's got six front shields four side shields it's also appears to be enormous i'm assuming that's a large ship um that better be a large ship yeah i really hope it's a large ship uh and then the onager has it has very close to liberty shield arcs like anything over three shields maybe four shields i'm i'm assuming that the size of that base is making that a large as well now, what's really exciting here is that what we're seeing from the first images with the Onager, there's some sort of really interesting thing going on in the front arc. Don't know if that's some sort of Death Star-type weapon, where it just has a very small little bit of arc in the front and then a wider arc for other shots. So yeah, it'll it, be interesting to see how that plays out. It also has looks like two battery brackets. So it has its standard front arc battery bracket, and then another one, um, I think in the article they called that an ignition arc. Mm. And then, so, but we're not quite sure what that does yet. There's a new defense token, which they've named as a salvo token, which is something to do with when someone attacks you, you get to hit them back. Uh, we're not sure what that exactly does yet. There's a lot of speculation going on. Mm-hmm. But we get to see um, some of the cam- commanders. There's com- General Ramadi, who is featured in... I think you see the back of his head in A New Hope, but he's in uh, Rogue One a bit. Then a couple of new officers. Looks like it has three titles and a bombardment, something or another. And I think that says Turbo Laser on the other card. So it's got some some crazy new weaponry um, of some form. And this isn't a ship that we've actually seen in the movies before. To be fair, most of the Imperial fleet is and stuff we've seen in the movies before. True. Uh, this hasn't even been in, like, Rebels or anything, though. Uh, I'm not sure what there's from. I've, I've heard it's from a book or something like that. Uh, but Oh, yeah, Ten Hull. That's, there's no way that's a... I guess the Interdictor's nine, but that this is looks like more of a gun piece instead of a tank like the Interdictor's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the Starhawk has for Hull yet. 
but we got uh, Krista Agate, who is the star, the commander of the Starhawk in the Aftermath books. And it looks like we have not only a commander, but a officer version of her. Then we have the Unity, Concord, and Amity, which are the three Starhawks from the books. Um, something called Heavy Fire Zones. I haven't read these too much. Is that Wedge? Uh oh! There might actually we might actually get an officer wedge. Does that mean you'll play without the super death awful wedge in his X wing? No, I will have wedge and then his clone wedge on the ship. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah, the Starhawk is actually really exciting because again, this is a ship that you haven't seen in movies, you haven't seen in cartoons or comic books. It features in the aftermath series. And they actually got to design this one themselves. I, I they didn't say they got to design this one. I they did. This is the first time we've seen it. Mm-hmm. But um, so FFG is very excitingly the first group to be able to show us the the, the Starhawk. But we're not sure they with the Raider. They said they got to design it like a many, many times mm-hmm. when that came out. They haven't said specifically that they designed the Starhawk, so I don't want to put words in their mouth with that. Um, I think it looks like a giant, like, space pistol or something space like that. Space hammer. Space hammer. Oh my gosh, let's call it the hammer. I, uh, we, it's, uh, oh, wait, no, we, we already have, have a hammerhead. hammerhead. Yeah. Dang it. Um, I want to call it the drumstick. I think we should call it the drumstick. Drumstick. There we go. All right. It's the drumstick. Okay, so we're now calling, especially, oh, especially <laughs> this overhead shot. Yeah. Um, and the, the onager is the space ballista. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Um, you're going to see ballistas everywhere. So, yeah, but that's... So we just had the Super Star Destroyer drop uh, yesterday. We have two new ships that they're saying is uh, by the end of this year. So uh, there might be a onager and a starhawk under the Christmas tree here uh, in the... All fighters follow me. Household, or two, or two. Oh, the I don't know. The preview that they showed at Gen Con said the I think the Starhawks seventy dollars and the Onager is sixty. So I don't know if they're going to be two. Treat of yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll I need s- a double Starhawk fleet. I need two drumsticks. Two drumsticks, one in each hand, like one when you're at Renaissance hand. Festival. Yep. Okay. <laughs> And these are turkey drumsticks, folks. This isn't your little tiny chicken drum. Like, this might even be an ostrich drumstick. It's really big. Well, uh, you know what? Rebels are going to need something to come up against this beast that they just unleashed. In, in the it's books, um, I read Aftermath, and in the books, that was actually what they were built for. Really? Yeah. So they were, oh. they were designed to take on uh, Star Dreadnoughts. Yes. Thematic. Out of, like, scraps of Star Destroyers. And you can see some of, like, this, the Star Destroyer plating themes on the on the wedges on the side there so i i'm really, really cool the more i look at it the, the more it's growing on me the the onager i looked at and immediately was like okay i definitely need one of those um they also said the onager can attack from outside of long range which i'm i'm a little iffy on i've played some other tabletop games where you can attack your opponent before they've even started playing the game yet and it's not fun having something that you spent all your time building your list and spending points and setting stuff up and having your opponent just say, it's dead. It's gone now. You don't even get to go. It's just gone now. It's a, it's a little upsetting. Bye, Felicia. I, I also trust FFG to not uh, do us dirty like that. So True. we'll see what happens. Further, 
at Gen Con, which is happening right now, they sold a couple copies of Rebellion in the Rim, which I am crazy excited for. There's We've got all of the new officers and upgrades out. Uh, we have, I believe someone's posted some pictures of the squadrons, but we have all, the, all four of the new titles. We have a new fleet command and take evasive action. Um, we have most of the Rebels crew now, so they gave us Squadron Kane and Jarrus. We now have Ezra Bridger, Captain Rex, and Sabine Wren. Um, oh, there's Commander Vanto. Ah, uh, Commander Vanto. He is a character from the Thrawn novels. He is Thrawn's BFF. Or regular BF. I don't know. I haven't read the latest one yet. It's pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, Thrawn Treason was also... Something I read since we were last on. Um, but we have also Aiden Versio, uh, Commander Waldar. I'm not sure what he's from. I think he might be... Uh, I, I'd have to look. He's, a, he's an Imperial officer that gives your uh, friendly non-swarm squadrons rerolls. So he's like... When they attack other squadrons. So he's like a bad Torrenfar uh, for Imperials. <laughs> Evil Torrenfar. Evil Torrenfar. We have the linked turbolaser towers, which we talked about. Advanced transponder net, which I'm super excited for. Friendly heavy squadrons at distance one to two. Prevent engaged squadrons, enemy squadrons, from attacking ships. So I can finally have my four decimators for ninety, just under ninety points, and this five point upgrade card. And you can't shoot my ships ever again because there's eight hull full of chonk in the way. Um, we call that a blade of armor here. Uh, there's some auxiliary shield team. Oh, yeah, uh, weapons battery techs. There's, oh, they have the proximity mine card. So not only does Sabine drop mines, but we also have proximity mines as well. It'll be really interesting to see, see how that plays into the game and how that affects how people fly or... I don't know. I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, I've been pretty... Pretty hopeful that Rebellion in the Rim is really gonna kind of take the meta. And to be fair, the meta's been shifting around a fair amount. It's, we've seen a lot of crazy changes up. happen. But I think Rebellion in the Rim, in conjunction with the Super Star Destroyer, is really gonna throw a, a huge amount of uh, new formats of fleets that you can play. There's gonna be a lot of exploration, a lot of tinkering and playing with the new stuff, which is one of the really fun things about Armada. Yeah. It's not stagnant. There's always change, and there's always new things that people are figuring out. Well, yeah, or that's a good point. I was going to say, there hasn't been a new thing uh, for about 18 months now. Not pointing any fingers, but <laughs> um, in fairness, the last time we had a new expansion was February of 2018. It's August of 2019 when we just got our next expansion. Um so it's been a little while, but I understand that, you know, Fantasy Flight Games has a lot of different properties that they're working with, and they only have so many people working there, um, and so much production. So they, the Superstar Destroyer has definitely turned out great. The Rebellion in the Rim expansion is going to make a huge change. I mean, it also comes with a pile of new uh, objectives, and objectives are one of the things that can really mix up the meta as well. I'm still super excited. They, I saw that not only is there that doomed station gravity rift objective, 
there's three different gravity rift objectives. So I can have a gravity rift no matter what objective you choose in my fleet <laughs> when I bid for second player in my interdictor list. You can call that list defying gravity. Oh, that's way better than mine. Oh, mine was just it? like rift patrol or science team or something like that. Yeah, defying gravity. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to let Faith... Um, design all my list names from now on. Oh, I have the best list names. I like my Yavaris one. I call it Yavaris the Party. For those of you at home, Ted just gave me the like worst look imaginable. He's just jealous. I am jealous. I'm so is... talented. <laughs> oh. That is maybe the most you thing I've ever heard you say. I have reached peak awesomeness then all right well um, anyway we are very excited for the ssd very excited for rebellion in the rim and all the other new stuff coming out and we are gonna have to go and play some armada i think everyone should be playing some armada right now uh this is a super good point i know we had a long wait um but there's going to be a lot of a lot of solidity brought to the game. We've got new expansions coming out, and we're getting three expand, allegedly getting three new sets of expansions in three months. You know, we got a new campaign, we got a new enormous uh, fish. Eighteen months of silence, 18. and now well, they've been we're getting they've been telling stuff what's going on, but now yeah, it's it's a good time to be an Armada player. Mm -hmm. So, wow, well, that's all we've got time for today. You can follow us also at Instagram at AFFM.official. And find us on iTunes or on the or the armchairadventures.com. Uh, All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining us. I'm Moff Ted. And I'm Senator Faith. And may the force be with you.